you do know that today is Pentecost Sunday, and it is a special day that the Lord decided to send the Holy Spirit that we might have comfort and hope and the power of the Lord in our lives. And so I'm excited about that today. Uh, as you prepare to find the scripture, it's Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Can you say the day of Pentecost? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of His Word this morning. You may be seated. The day of Pentecost. There's importance about the day of Pentecost. I think each day holds opportunity in it. Can I get an amen? As a matter of fact, just as an exercise... Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, today might just be your day. You see, the day of Pentecost was very important. It had its roots in the Old Testament. It was a feast that was celebrated by the Jews. It was the second festival of the year and the most well-attended of the year because the weather was so great during this time. And so there were people who came from many nations around who were Jewish people. And uh, it was an exciting time, but there was more than that to it. You see, some 800 years before the day of Pentecost, there was a prophet by the name of Joel who prophesied that there would be a great outpouring upon God's people. And we can see that in chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. It tells us, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, You are all flesh. It is to each one of us. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. What a great message from the Lord. That it doesn't stop with the older ones and the adults, but that the message of the gospel and the empowering of the Holy Spirit is for each age group. Praise the Lord that God didn't leave out the little ones. Amen? That God didn't leave out our sons and daughters, but He has promised to empower them with the Holy Spirit. Now, there are many babies in the, the church, uh, and I'm thankful that we have babies. And, and don't be disturbed if babies cry out because babies do what babies do. Amen? Uh, and I'd much rather have a loud service with babies crying than a service with no babies at all. And so here is the prophecy that God is saying there is a legacy system that he has delivered to us as his people. And he has empowered not just the old people, because he says your old men shall dream dreams. Now, 
I think I fit somewhere in the middle between being old and young, but you might think I'm old. That's all right. My daughter's looking at me like, you're old, Daddy. But old men shall dream dreams, and I have dreamed some dreams that I knew were from the Lord. But also that your young men shall have visions. And I've had a vision before as well. And so uh, maybe I'm somewhere right in the middle. Uh, I like to believe that. But God did not leave any of us out. He empowered each one of us with his spirit and upon his servants and upon his handmaids. In those days, he said, I will pour out my spirit. It is the promise of the Holy Spirit. It is from the Lord. It is from God. Therefore, it is good. So Pentecost was an exciting uh, celebration of the wheat harvest. The very first fruits of the wheat harvest would be uh, presented to God. And it was uh, because of this new fresh harvest, uh, they were celebrating and they were saying, Lord, you have given this, us this abundance. You provided for us, so we want to give back to you. And it is a, an offering unto the Lord. In the same way, the day of Pentecost was a celebration of harvest. It was a harvest, and the Bible tells us, what an exciting day. You, you see, I had you start by saying that today just might be your day. And what an exciting day as these believers meet together, these 120 believers began to cry out to the Lord and began to call upon God to send the promised Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit falls upon them. And the Bible tells us that there was a sound like as of a mighty rushing wind that filled the room, and that the cloven tongues of fire set upon each one of them. What a grand and glorious day, and that would have been powerful, and that would have been amazing but it was not what God intended it was not the only thing you see here, here is what I see that the people did not do they did not sit down in that upper room and say whoo this is good hallelujah praise the Lord hallelujah let's just stay right here God's blessing us let's just stay here and speak in tongues and have a shouting good time no they walked out of that place together and they went out into the streets of Jerusalem and they began to prophesy in other tongues as the spirit had gave them utterance and it's important that there were people there from a nation surrounding that uh, Jerusalem and as they began to prophesy and speak in other tongues it wasn't a heavenly language it was a language that those people they're saying hey they're speaking my language. I can understand. And they're telling about the goodness and the mercy of God. I believe they're telling about the plan of God uh, for salvation because the people ask, what must we do to be saved? So not just a great outpouring of God's Spirit upon the believers, but that day 3,000 souls were harvested into the kingdom of God. What a great and first day of the church. Praise God. 3,000 souls come into the kingdom of God. But what I want us to understand today, and if you don't get anything else, is that the Lord has declared that he has already sent his spirit, and today could be your day to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with his power and his anointing upon your life. And it is a gift of God 
for you. What a powerful anointing that the Lord sent upon his people. You see, I believe that one day can make all the difference in the world. I don't know where you stand today. I don't know what problems you may be facing. I don't know what circumstances or what temptations you may be facing. You may have no money in your pocketbook. The doctor may have given you a bad report. It does not matter because I know a Lord who in one day can make all the difference in the world. He has proven this historically throughout the Bible that one day can make a difference. Oh, praise God for that one day when the Hebrew children went into the fiery furnace, but it was not over over because at the end of the day they were delivered by God oh praise God hallelujah that one day that uh, the mama put her baby in the water his name was Moses oh praise God that it wasn't all over because in one day God made a difference in the lives for his children praise God one day look at your neighbor and tell him again one day can make all the difference in the world You see, I believe that you didn't come here by accident. There's no happenstance or no circumstantial uh, things as to why you came here. No accident. It was God's divine uh, design that you be here today. Now, when we look at the day of Pentecost, not only was it unique and not only was it special, Not only was it powerful, but it was literally a dividing line between the Old Testament and the New Testament. What are you saying, Pastor? Uh, If you read the Old Testament, you'll see where the Holy Spirit would come down on certain people at certain times, and there would be an empowering for the moment. But I want you to know that once the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost, that there was a continual presence of the Holy Spirit and a sustained empowerment of God's people. The Holy Spirit does not lift off of us, but He is in living inside of us he has baptized us with power and fire and the glory of God hallelujah you see I'm so thankful for that continual presence of the Lord I want to also say that when I begin to study this there's some things that just jump out at you some things that uh, we begin to see and as I begin to study this I want you to know that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was never, never, never intended to be a one-time encounter with the Holy Spirit. Instead, the Lord said, I want you to be filled. And that word, be filled, is a present-day command that you be filled and refilled daily. You need to be filled on Sunday and refilled on Monday and filled again on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. You see, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit it was not meant to be a one-time occasion but a continual replenishment and revival of the Spirit of God inside of his believers the other thing that I see is that the Holy Spirit there's no pattern there are some patterns but God doesn't do everything the same way all the time as we look at this and, uh, you know, we could take 120 of us and we could try to recreate the day of Pentecost and uh, we could go in there and begin to cry and, and begin to ask the Lord to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit doesn't move by that kind of formula. 
Can I tell you that I know that he doesn't? My pastor, Brother McKinley, and many of you know, uh, knew him. He told us that he got baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, standing on his head behind the piano. Well, I, that didn't happen to me. Did it happen to you? You see, there's no formula, but there are principles and things that we see in this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that are true today. And as we look at this, the very first thing, the very first principle or pattern that we see is that the disciples were obedient to the Lord to wait. Mm. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't like to wait. You didn't lie there, did you? Nobody likes to wait. And so it was difficult for the disciples to wait. But the, the Lord told them, go and tarry. Wait upon the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Why do we have to wait? I don't want to wait. I don't like to wait. And imagine those disciples as they finally make it back to Jerusalem. They had seen him ascend into heaven, and he had told them, go make disciples of all the world. And, and if they're like me, they're like, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get started. But God said, no, you wait upon that power, empowering of the Holy Spirit, so that you can get the job done the way the Lord wants you to do it. And so they were waiting upon the Lord and they were obedient today have if you have not been baptized experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit keep waiting keep believing keep seeking don't become impatient uh, with the Lord keep tearing until you have been endued with power from on high can I tell you many times that we become impatient with God and he's told us to do something and we start doing it and then we get impatient and we walk away, I believe many times, just right before the Lord is fixing to do something good, then we become impatient. Isn't that good English? Fixing to do something good. Praise the Lord. But we must wait and tarry upon the Lord to be endued with power from on high. Wait. You may say, Pastor, but the Holy Spirit's all already come. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait in that way. But God has a perfect timing for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the timing, you want God's timing. Can I get an amen? You want God's timing in your life. You want him to empower you. And you want uh, him to come fully into your life. The timing of the Lord is absolutely perfect. Anybody ever got your timing off? If you had looked at the bulletin, you would have arrived for the wedding at 2 p.m. and it would have started at 6. You'd have been more than on time. But God is an on-time kind of God, and he is a God who has perfect timing. Jesus was crucified on the day of the Passover. And then the arrival of the Holy Spirit came when the day of Pentecost had fully come. There was no waiting. It had already come. And it was a, uh, the God was pouring out upon his people with a great harvest of souls. 3,000 people who come to know Jesus Christ. So they were instructed to wait. I believe they were instructed to wait for two reasons. Number one, God's timing is perfect. Number two, they weren't ready. Now that speaks. 
they weren't ready. Here, a group of disciples and people who had followed Jesus, hear me, watched him raise Lazarus from the dead, watched him heal sick bodies, watched him heal blinded eyes and deaf ears, and yet they were not ready for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Lord's perfect timing, but also God prepares us for his spirit to come upon us. Because if you're full of the world and worldliness, there's no room for the baptism and infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can't be full of pride and you can't be full of ego and you can't be full of self-sufficiency. Those disciples, <laughs> Jesus, before ascending into heaven, says, go into all the world. Preach to them the gospel. Baptize them. Disciple them. That's a big job. All of the world. And they said, hey, we don't have the resources unless we wait upon the Holy Spirit. See, we can't be self-sufficient. This community, I don't know if you know it or not, but is the most affluent county in the entire state. And I believe that there is a dominion or a power of self-sufficiency in this community that needs to be broken. Because if you depend upon yourself, you'll never get anything done in the Spirit. Amen? We must depend upon the empowering and the anointing and the word-giving and life-giving flow of the Holy Spirit. We, we have to depend upon that. I don't have the resources or the power to get it done. But through the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. To them that believe, all things are possible. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be baptized afresh in that. So God, make us ready. And God, empty us. It sounds like a strange prayer, but God, empty us of ourselves and fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your anointing. Hmm. Man, what would we, what would this church be like? What would this, how would this community be transformed and changed if we begin to empty ourselves of all of our pride and our ego and our self-sufficiency and all of the worldliness that we have and we're filled and endued with power from on high and I believe it, it would transform this community. It would change the statistics. It would be a shift in the culture if God's people Be emptied of themselves and filled with the power of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. Can you look up to heaven and say, Lord, empty us. Empty us, Lord, of ourselves and fill us with your Spirit. Today is a new day. The first day of the week. And anything is possible in any given day when the Holy Spirit shows up. Can I get an amen? amen. So God, grant, grant us a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We need it. 
Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and to baptize us in your spirit. Lord, we, we may have been baptized before, but we need one for today. We don't want yesterday's anointing. We don't want yesterday's empowerment. For Lord, we believe that we are living in the last days and we need an empowerment for today. Empower us to be great witnesses in these last days, Lord. Effective witnesses, God. Let a fresh outpouring of your Spirit come upon your people, Lord. May the wind of the Holy Spirit fill this place. May tongues of fire set upon your people, God. And wait, may we be baptized afresh, Lord, in your Spirit. Hallelujah.